Welcome to Growing Your Team, a podcast designed for small business owners seeking to grow their company with the help of employees and contractors. Your time is limited, which means growing and leveraging teams is essential for business success. The Growing Your Team podcast is the place to learn tips and techniques designed to help you know when it's the right time to hire, how to select perfect fit team members, and how to maximize productivity while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Oh my goodness, I am so excited today because we are on the 100th episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. This is just such a great milestone that, while I definitely hoped I would get here when I launched the podcast back in January 2020, it's amazing to know that I'm here. Like, it's an accomplishment to keep everything going for a hundred episodes. And I'm just like amazed with what has happened because of this podcast, the people I've gotten to meet, the impact that it has made, that people have shared with me. And I'm just so excited to celebrate today and to keep everything going for a hundred more episodes and beyond. A few weeks ago, I was in Arizona for She Podcast Live, obviously a podcasting conference with that I probably wouldn't have gone to if I didn't have this podcast. But one of the amazing things that happened there was I launched the podcast in January 2020. We all know what happened in March, which means this was the first conference back since the conference I did in March of 2020, right before everything shut down. And I knew so many people at the conference strictly because of this podcast. They were guests on my podcast. I was guest on their podcasts, people that have helped connect me to the guests on my podcast. And it was just amazing to see how much my network has grown because of this. And it's amazing looking back at all the people who have come on to share their stories with you, to share their expertise with you. So I challenge you today to go back and listen to a guest episode. Find someone who's talking about something that you really need in your business right now when it comes to growing your team and give that episode a listen. And then feel free to send me a message. Let me know what has been your favorite episode in the past 100 episodes of the Growing Your Team podcast. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. Let me know your favorite episode and let me know if there's anything you would like me to talk about in future episodes. But today, I'm so excited about what I'm going to talk about. So back in episode 55, I shared a story with you about the time I was peed on during an interview. Yep, you did hear that right. I was peed on during an interview. And if you want to know what led up to me being peed on, go back and listen to that episode. But I'll give you one little spoiler. Me being peed on during the interview wasn't the only thing that made that interview very memorable. It was just kind of the icing on the cake of an already really bad experience. 
But today I'm going to share with you something different. So obviously that story was about me being on the interviewee side. But I have a lot of things that have happened to me on the interviewer side. Some experiences that just have left me saying, did that really just happen? And so today I'm sharing with you five stories about crazy things that candidates have said or things that have happened to me during the interview process is if I have interviewed candidates to fill positions that I have had in the past and also fill positions for my clients when we do full service recruiting for them here at Growing Your Team. So I'm going to start with one that happened to me back in my corporate career. I was interviewing a candidate who was a referral, and the interview did not go well. And I believe, if I'm remembering right, this was actually the second time we interviewed this candidate who was a referral. And needless to say, the person did not get the position. They, they were not a fit, and there were some red flags that came out during the interview. And so we let the candidate know that they didn't get the position, and they asked for feedback. At this point in time, because they were a referral, we decided to give them feedback, to give them some very direct feedback because we wanted to help them with their interview process and even prepare them so if they wanted to interview with us again in the future, they could have a better interview experience. And part of the feedback we shared was that they were very negative about a lot of situations that happened in their past with their past employers, but the way they talked about it It seemed like they didn't learn, that everything was everybody else's fault and that they couldn't take feedback and grow from the experience. They couldn't learn how to change their behavior. And what happens? After we sent this feedback, we got some very nasty emails back about how that wasn't true, (laughs) that they felt like, we made them talk negatively about their past employers and you know how dare we judge this person based on that and all this stuff. And at this point in time, the person that had referred them got involved as well and asked, because it was someone we knew, asked about the feedback and what the candidate did and everything so they could help. And we just had to be like really blunt at that point in time to say, listen, we gave feedback about how during the interview, it came off that anything that happens was somebody else's fault and they couldn't listen to feedback from their past employers. They didn't learn from their experience. They just immediately placed the blame. And we're like, they did this. Like, look at this email trail because the person who was the candidate had forwarded the email on to the person who referred them. So we weren't sharing any information that the candidate hadn't already shared with this person. And we're like, look at the email trail. They asked for feedback, we gave them feedback, and they immediately started kind of in a way attacking us because of the feedback that they couldn't take the the feedback that they weren't perfect. And they're making excuses and placing blame because of this. And it was just like this whole cycle where like, do they not see That what we pointed out, the reason why they didn't move forward with getting the position was happening in this exact scenario, in this exact moment in time. And we're just like, me and the other manager that had interviewed this person, we're just like shaking our heads. We're like, 
is this really happening? Like it's a real life experience of the feedback we provided and they don't see it. So it was it was crazy. It ended with the candidate being really mad and really upset. And just to add on to that, like I mentioned, the candidate was very negative throughout the interview, talked very neg- negatively about their past employer, about projects and stuff like that. During this interview, we didn't ask about any situations where things went wrong. Sometimes we do that. I like to ask candidates about things that went wrong because we want to see how they handle certain situations. In this interview, we didn't. They took every question down a negative path and then didn't like the feedback they received and actually acted exactly how we said they acted, but they just couldn't see it. So that's number one, where I was like, oh my gosh, do they not see what they're doing? Do they not see that this situation is exactly what we were saying? The next story that I'm going to share actually happened pretty recently. This one was another process that just left me shaking my head being like, what? Did this really happen? So we had a candidate that made it to the final round of interviews. This was a pretty lengthy interview process, and they made it to the final round. And all of a sudden, they didn't show up for one of their interviews. This final round had multiple interviews with multiple people, didn't show up for one of the interviews, and stopped answering my phone calls and my emails. So we said, okay, it seems as if they took themselves out of the process. They ghosted us during the interview process and we'll let it slide. It just means they're not interested in the job. We're moving on to one of the other remaining candidates who were still actively in the process and going to their interviews. Weeks later, I get a message from this candidate asking for an update in the process and wanting to know when the future, when the remaining interviews would be scheduled. And I was just like, wait, what? Weeks ago, you missed an interview that was scheduled that they confirmed that day. And now they want to know when they're going to get their next interviews and an update on the process. When we had tried contacting them multiple times with no response. Needless to say, they didn't get another interview. Of course, by this point in time, a candidate had already accepted the position and we just moved on. You know, one of the things we know in life is that everybody has different personalities and everybody has different ways of seeing the same situation. And this next story is an example of People that saw the same situation two completely different ways. So once I was helping to fill a position and a candidate applied, but before I had the opportunity to reach out to them and really review the resume, the candidate called. I think it was almost pretty much immediately after they had applied, they called. They found our number and they called to say that they submitted their resume and wondering if there was anything else they needed, that we needed before uh, scheduling an interview. And I think I told that person at that point in time that we received the resume, we hadn't reviewed it yet, and we would contact them for an interview because everything looked good, but we'd send them an email for easy scheduling. So I think I was in a situation where I couldn't get the schedule it on the calendar at that moment in time. So we sent an email to the candidate using the email address that was on their resume. We never heard back. So a few days later, the candidate called again to say, 
hey, you said you were going to send me an email. I haven't received an email. So I just wanted to follow up. And we're like, okay, yeah, we send you an email. It was on this date at this time. They look through their email. They're not seeing anything. They look through their spam folder. Still nothing. So we say, okay, well, this was the email address we sent it to. That's when the candidate said, oh, wait, that's a wrong email address. It should be this one. That was an old one. I just forgot to update it. Okay. So we got their new email address. We set up an interview and we went through the process. This candidate made it pretty much all the way to the final round, but didn't get the job. And there was a lot of positives we saw in this candidate. It's just there were some things that they weren't 100% the right fit for the role. And there was another candidate who was more of a fit. But we wanted to talk to the candidate. Well, normally we send an email there in this particular situation. We felt it was we felt the need to talk to the candidate only because there was something else that we wanted to present to them. And we call the candidate with the number that's on the resume and the phone number doesn't work. Okay, so we then send an email. In the email we sent, we included, I tried to call you to talk to you about this in person, but the phone number on your resume is not an active phone number. So if you would like to talk about this, please give me a call back. And then went on to say, you know, what we wanted to say. The candidate responds back saying, oh, that's a wrong number on my resume, but I can't believe you don't have my phone number. I've called you twice. And I'm just sitting there thinking, wait, I, I run a business. I talk to a lot of candidates. There's a lot of phone numbers coming in and on my phone. But this candidate thought that out of all the phone numbers coming in and out, that I should save hers so that way I could contact her at any point in time because she couldn't put her right information on her resume. So the candidate said it was my fault for not having the right phone number instead of it being her fault because her resume was outdated with incorrect contact information. Both the phone number and the email address were not right, which was really funny because this candidate also went on and on in her interview about how she's very meticulous and has high attention to detail. And it was also just weird that she placed blame on us for her putting the wrong information. Definitely left us shaking her head and saying, how do both sides see this situation very differently? No apology for the wrong information, nothing. It was very much, we should have known better and we should have done the effort to make sure we had the right phone number instead of her supplying the right information when she applied. Next, there is the candidate who was extremely condescending. And I thought, I was like, surely these stories cannot be real while the interview was taking place. So this candidate was interviewing for a job where he had no direct experience, like no working experience in this industry, but had a lot of indirect, like personal experience that could make him a great candidate for this role. So we were going through the interview. A lot of his answers were very irrelevant to what we were looking for. But okay, once again, as I said, he didn't have a lot of direct experience. He had indirect experience. So 
I was really focusing on let's make sure he has or does not have the skills that can transfer to this industry in this position instead of just focusing on does he has he done a similar job in the past. But the more we went on through the interview, the more I could tell that this candidate was very conceited. He was very full of himself. He was talking down to me. And also, he started sharing examples that had nothing to do with the questions that I asked, but that showed he thought he was better than the people he has worked with from his college days to the jobs that he has had. He even included a story about how he believes that he convinced someone to go into a different career field because during an assignment, he gave her admin roles to do instead of giving her assignments that had to do with what they were studying. And because she ended up being an admin, it was all because of him. He also then went on to talk about some very inappropriate conversations he's had with people where he is pried into personal information with people that he previously told me that he didn't like, he really didn't have any connections with and all this stuff. But he dug into these these, these personal, personal situations, gave them unsolicited advice, and then patted himself on the back for doing so. Now, once again, all these stories that he was telling had nothing to do with what I asked about. But it showed he was not someone willing to accept feedback. He was very condescending and thought he was just better than everyone he interacted with. But at the same time, he had this magic touch with everyone he was around that made their life perfect. When I got off that interview, I was just like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe this person actually thinks this way. And once again, someone who just sees things very differently. You know, he thought he had that Midas touch turning everything into gold, but unfortunately, he couldn't talk his way into getting this job. Next is the person who tried to sell me his product while interviewing him. Yes. I was interviewing for a position and brought in this candidate who had a pretty decent background compared to what we were looking for, checked a lot of the boxes, but the interview did not go any way like I thought it would. Every question turned into a sales pitch by the candidate and not a sales pitch where he's trying to sell himself, convince me that he's the right person for the role a sales pitch for the company that I'm interviewing for, the company I'm doing uh, doing the recruiting for, buying his product that he developed. It went so much as this candidate was in another state outside of where the business is located. And when I asked him about his plans to relocate, he said he really didn't want to relocate His vision was he would come in, just fill the role for a few months, get them set up so they could use his product internally within this company, and then he would just run this product inside the company and give this role over to somebody else. 
he didn't even want the position. He wasn't even trying to sell me and trying to like convince me that he would come in and do the role that we were hiring for. He literally wanted this company to buy his products and was using applying for jobs as a way to get in with the company. So instead of trying to get in touch with and do everything like in a normal sales process, he was applying for jobs to use them as opportunities to sell his product. Needless to say, this company wasn't buying. And the kicker was, I was helping another client hire for a very similar role. And this person applied again. But I knew right away because I had my notes from this uh, candidate's past interview that they weren't the right fit. And I really didn't want to listen to another sales pitch. Okay, so I know I said I was sharing five stories and we've had five, but there's one more that I have to share with you. So I'm gonna give you a bonus one for a sixth one. And this one is about the circus. Way, way back a long time ago, I interviewed this candidate who used to work for the company that managed the circuses. And this candidate shared something during an interview that made me be like, wait, what? Why are we talking about this? And that thing was, they shared about how many babies are born during a circus tour and the activities that lead up to babies being conceived and born during a circus tour. When the candidate first brought this up during one of their answers, me and the other person that was interviewing this candidate are just kind of like, wait, wait, like thinking it like, what is happening? Okay, this isn't relevant to what we're asking about. Let's just move on to the next question. Three different questions during this interview, the candidate circled back to bring up the subject of babies being conceived and born during the circus tour. Not necessarily going in, I would say, graphic detail that can be brought into about those topics, but definitely giving some detail around those topics that, one, was just weird to hear during an interview, and two, had nothing to do with what we were asking about. And every time she would bring it up, we would go on, like, try to, like, get out of the conversation and move on to the next question, and they kept bringing it up. It was like, oh my goodness, really? We're hearing about babies and circus tours when we're asking about work that has nothing to do with it. It was hilarious on so many levels. And it was just like, what? And it's one of those things where I'm going to let it go for nerves. And it's one thing I want you to learn. Like these, these stories are crazy. And some of them have to do with people just not knowing how to interview properly, people not paying attention to detail, people seeing their strengths as things that you're not going to see as strengths. And that sometimes could be that they're just not the right fit. But there's some of these stories here, especially the babies on the circus tours, that I can leave up to nerves. Candidates are nervous during the interview process, which leads candidates to sometimes sharing things that they shouldn't, saying things that they shouldn't. And it can definitely be memorable. But one of the things I want to, want to tell you is 
give candidates a break where possible. Now, these are ones that were kind of at the extreme where certain things were happening again and again, um, where there was no way these candidates were saving themselves in the process. And as interviewers, we tried to help them by asking other questions and going about things a different way and doing follow-up and, and stuff like that. But just remember, they are nervous on that other side. People don't interview just because interviewing is fun. They interview because they need a job so they can put a roof over their head and food on their table. Or they need to switch jobs because there's something wrong with their current job that it's not right for them anymore. And so give candidates the benefit of the doubt. If one little crazy thing happens in the entire process, give them an opportunity to recover. Give them an opportunity to give you a different answer. Explore a little deeper. Ask the same question in a different way to see if they can give you something else. Say, that was a great example, but do you have something that shows this? And sometimes that's all candidates need to feel supported during the process so they can shine at their best. Sometimes, like in these examples, they're the extreme where candidates can't be saved no matter what you do. And you're just, you leave that interview being like, oh my goodness, did that just happen? But sometimes candidates can make one little slip up due to nerves and they can save that interview if you give them the opportunity. So as much as we're trying to find the perfect person, remember, candidates are nervous help them through the process, help them recover if they make a little bit little bit of a mistake, and just ensure you have a process set up so you can find the right things. So when things happen that make you shake your head, are they telling you something that really is relevant to the role and you can pull out that relevant information and it just so happens to be a crazy experience that they're talking about? Or is it telling you that they're really not the right fit? So that's it for today. I'm going to wrap up. These were six examples of some of the crazy things that have happened to me. There's been other things that have happened that have been little things here or there, but I want to know, have you had some crazy experiences happen to you during the interview process as you go to fill your open positions? Let me know. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. And let me know about your crazy experiences. But I also want to know from the flip side, most people that are business owners worked for someone else at some point in time, which means we've, you've probably gone through the interview process when you're the candidate. Has there been some crazy things that have happened to you during the process when you were a candidate? Like I mentioned with episode 55, when I was peed on during an interview, Hopefully you have never been peed on during an interview, but if something crazy has happened to you when you've been the candidate, let me know. Let's hear your stories. Once again, send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com and let's hear your interview stories. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being a listener of this podcast because without people listening like you, we probably wouldn't be at 100 episodes. So I'm so thankful that you have taken the time to listen to this episode and hopefully my stories of these crazy interview experiences put a smile on your face. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure 
you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line, then set up time and let's talk. Because this is exactly how I help business owners like you. When you go through my hire framework, not only will you learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire, but you'll be able to identify and select candidates who have the skills you need and can succeed in the role. Going through this consultant process not only helps you find the right new hire for your current open position, but it teaches you how to repeat this process with every new position you add to your company as it continues to grow. So if you're a small business owner who is ready to hire, has a rough idea of the position you need to add, and you're tired of going through the hiring process only to end up with bad fitting team members, then let's talk. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart and let's talk about your hiring needs. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.